Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello, hello. Welcome to this solo episode of the Ambitious Introvert podcast with me, Emma Louise. And first off, I'm going to apologize if I am still slightly raspy. I got COVID again for the second time this year, just at the kind of beginning to middle of June. And I'm just coming out of the end of it. And my voice is struggling a little bit. But we carry on. So I hope that it is still clear. I hope you can all still understand. And I hope that you enjoy all of the goodness that I have to share in this episode, because it is going to be a good one. So one of the ways that I write my content, one of the ways that I create topics for the podcast is by listening to my clients and listening to my audience. And you've heard me say this before, when you can understand your audience and you can understand how they think, you can understand how they feel, it makes business so much easier because we can create the right products for them. We can create the right buyer journey for them. We can make them feel safer. We can show that we understand them. It is the easiest way to build that rapport. And it feels good because we can see the person in front of us. We truly see them. We know how we can help them. We know we can see their potential and we know that they just need that little bit to get over, that little hurdle to get over, which we know that we are in the best position to support them with. So knowing your audience, knowing your ideal clients, understanding them, listening to them, seeing what their problems are, huge. It's going to be huge for building a business which does not drain you. So not to labor that point, but what I'm doing today is bringing together a topic that so many clients, so many new clients come to me with, so many people DM me with, asking for advice. So many people that join the waitlist fill this out as their biggest problem. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into it today. And that problem is no one is buying from me. No one is buying my offers. And I hear this over and over and over again. Now, I've distilled it down to six reasons that maybe no one is buying your offer. Of course, there can be many more. Not all of these will relate to you. Maybe one does, maybe two, maybe none of them, maybe all of them. Who knows? But what I'm doing is I'm going to bring together what I've seen over the last three and a half years in business and what I see regularly with my introverted sensitive clients and the reasons when I start to work with them and I audit their business and look into it, the main reasons that their offer isn't selling like it should be. So the first one, number one, is that you're not being clear on the transformation that you provide or the problem that you solve. And what this presents as is really vague language. Now, you are an expert in what you do. You, in your mind, it's completely obvious how you help people. It's completely obvious why people would hire you. 
when we are so familiar with our work and it feels so normal and natural to us, we don't always articulate it in the same way externally. And I have also been guilty of this. I often write content and then when I go back and read over it, I think, oh, I miss, you know, that makes sense to me. That is not going to make sense to someone else. So when we are really vague in our language about what people get when they work with us, it doesn't compel them to spend a lot of money and work with us. And what I mean by this is if you're talking about the outcome being an up level or I help you get unstuck or feel like your best you or any of these things that we see over and over in the online space, does that make people go, I am going to spend thousands of pounds or thousands of dollars with this person because I need to feel like my best me? What often happens is that language just doesn't resonate. That's not what people are thinking. They are in their own head, struggling with their own problem and it's really not going to help them. So if I was talking in my marketing about helping people up level, that just might not resonate. What maybe I need to be talking about is what I'm talking about today, like how to get people to buy your offer. So if I say that, people go, oh, that's what I need because no one's buying my offer. So it comes down to tangibility, having a tangible outcome that people can really identify with and understand and that they can see as being something that solves their problem. Now, this is why 10K months is such a popular thing in the business space. It has become this yardstick that everyone aspires to, but it's really tangible and it's really compelling and people want it. So that's why so many coaches go down this route of, I help you make 10K months. Like it's really unoriginal. A lot of people are saying it, but it's much more tangible and viable than I help you up level. Because people see something at the end of it that they want and they go, it's totally worth me spending $2,000 if I'm going to get $10,000 months at the end of it. So what we have to make sure is when we're talking about whether it's the transformation that we provide or whether it is the problem that we solve, we have to make sure it relates to their problem. So as I say, if the problem is that someone had never signed a client, the outcome could be that you help them sign their first client. Like it can really be that simple. And as they say, a confused mind never buys. So when we start putting in buzzwords and phrases and trying to maybe make it sound a bit cool and alliteration and all of that stuff, but we take away the core of the problem that we're actually solving, then we lose people. Something else that happens quite often is we're not clear on the problem that we solve or the transformation that we provide because we are so busy talking about the process of how we do it. Because in our minds as the experts, this is how we do it. Now, an example of this could be health coach. Let's say there's a health coach, they have this great offer and no one's buying it. What could be happening is, why would people hire a health coach? Let's think about this. Maybe they want to drop a dress size. Maybe they want to lose 10 pounds. Maybe they want to balance their hormones because they're going through the menopause and they've read that food is a really great way to do this. Maybe they want to feel great on their wedding day. Maybe they want more energy to play with their grandchildren. There could be a ton of reasons and that's the problem that they want solving. But if the health coach is going, oh, if you work with me, you'll learn exactly how to balance your macros and micros and you'll learn exactly how to get the right mix of nutrients and you'll get three calls a month and you'll get accountability check-ins in between. They're selling the process. They're selling what they do, but what they need to be selling is what 
the person at the other end actually wants. So we can quite often get stuck in selling our own process and selling what we want people to hear. The example I like to give with this for a health coach is like, no one wants to eat less and exercise more and drink green juice. Okay, so if you're selling them that, it's probably not what they're there for. They're there for the outcome. They're there for feeling amazing on the beach. They're there for having more energy. They're there for balancing their hormones. They're there for getting better sleep, like whatever the thing is. But it's probably not going through the process of eating less and maybe drinking something they don't love and tracking all of their calories. That is what will get them to the place they want to be, but it's not what they're signing up for. I see this a lot with NLP practitioners as well, neurolinguistic programming, great modality, one that I use. It can be used for so many different things, but people don't want to buy NLP. People don't go, I want to spend £3,000 on working with an NLP practitioner for three months. No, they maybe want to get over their fear of visibility so they can grow their business, or maybe they want to get over their fear of flying so they can take their dream holiday, or maybe they want to stop smoking. Like Whatever the thing is, that's what they want. They don't want NLP. NLP is just a way for them to get to the thing. So reason one in a nutshell, make sure that you're being really clear on what people get when they work with you. What is the transformation or what is the problem that you solve? Number two, you aren't positioned as an expert or an authority. So I see this a lot where people, especially because of social media, they drop into the friend zone. So people start to see you as a, as a friend, someone that they kind of like you and they enjoy your content, but their brain hasn't made the connection that you can help them. Maybe they read your stuff and they go, oh, that's nice. I enjoyed that post. Oh, oh that's great. But there's something missing. The place that they need to see, the things that they need to read and understand about you to go, oh, actually, I need to work with this person. I didn't look at it in that way. Somehow that is missing in your marketing or your content. So one of the ways to help them make that connection is giving them that permission. And I've talked about this before. If you hop back to podcast episode number 74, um, seven ways to give people permission to hire you. I talk about it in depth there, but there are ways to make sure that people see you as an option to hire rather than just seeing you as another peer or a friend or someone else on the internet. So I won't labor that one. Episode 74, seven ways to give people permission to hire you. That is going to help you elevate your status to be seen as that expert authority, someone that can guide people to where they want to be. Number three, they haven't seen your offer enough times. The old marketing thing is we need up to 20 touch points before we purchase from someone. Newer estimates are that that is even more because life is busy. We are bombarded with information. People are selling advertising all over the place. People are just being exposed to so many bits of information. We filter so much of what we see out, so much of what we see. So we need to see those things over and over again before we filter them in. So remember, when you post about your offer, when you talk about how people can work with you, not everyone will see everything that you post. So you may feel like a stuck record and like you're talking about it over and over and over again, but not everyone is going to see every post. And if they need to see something 20 times, that means that we need to be talking about it a lot for people to become familiar with it. I'm going to give you an example of this. A client of mine last year, so my client had been my client for about a year by this point. 
subscribe to my email newsletter, obviously follows me on social media. She is my client. And when I was launching the mastermind, I felt like I was talking about it over and over and over again. I was putting it everywhere. And then after about three weeks of this, she messaged me and she's like, oh, what's this? Why don't I know about it? And it just literally, she hadn't seen it. And it's not because I hadn't been talking about it and it's not because she didn't follow me, but for whatever reason, she just hadn't been exposed to it. She literally knew nothing about it. Whereas I felt like I was boring people going on and on and on. So remember that it takes repetition, first of all, to get in front of people enough times for them to actually be interested. And then secondly, for them to get familiar with the offer, to start to trust it, et cetera. And this is why even though a lot of people don't talk about this, so many first launches, I'm going to put in inverted commas, fail. And when I say fail, it's because people think that they're going to have a five multi-five figure launch or whatever on the first go. And actually, the majority of time, that isn't the case. Majority of the time, people get a couple of people into a program. But the second and the third launches are exponentially better. They, They go crazy because people have seen it two or three times. So you will have had people watching on the first launch, but they hadn't seen it enough. They didn't trust it yet. And then you launch it a second time and they're like, oh, it's that again. And then of course, more people will go through it. You'll have more feedback, more testimonials. And then the third time people are like, oh yeah, I'm ready to join this now. So remembering that people need to see it. Keep talking. Keep talking about your offer. You should probably be bored of talking about it. You should probably be like, I can't believe I'm saying this again. If you're feeling like that, then maybe people are just starting to see it enough that they can trust it. Number four, your marketing is a bit disjointed. So the whole point of marketing is that it creates this bridge. So we have this content that we put out into the world and then we have working with us as a client. And this, your marketing should create this bridge that people can cross to get from one to the other. So one of the really popular ways of talking about this is the no like, and trust. So people have to know you, then they have to get to like you, then they have to get to trust you. But we also need other fundamental things so that we can pave that journey for our ideal clients. So one mistake that I see a lot is people just creating lots of content and hoping that it works and getting exhausted because that content doesn't lead anywhere for your audience. It's just like maybe you're writing three or four posts a week, but they don't have a a means to an end. They are just there. They go out, people read them, go, that's nice, but there's no direction. They don't know what to do next. It's not linking into any of your services. And this does get tiring very, very quickly because people are spending a lot of time and energy in putting stuff out there, but they're not getting the return. Another mistake that I see is making it a really huge jump from your content to working with you, which people may not be comfortable with. And what I mean by this is if you're just putting out lots of nice content, you're not really talking about your offer. And then the only way people can find out about your offer is get on a call with me. That might feel really scary to people. So it's like that old analogy of you don't ask someone to marry you on the first date. And this is kind of the same thing. If you're asking people to take a big jump. If you're asking people to get on a call about working with you for six months and it's like multiple thousands of pounds or dollars, that that could feel really scary to them. And they may need to watch you for a long, 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 long time before they feel comfortable doing that. 
they will probably also need to see a lot of the things in podcast episode 74, which I mentioned before, which I'll also link in the show notes. So it's making sure that your marketing takes them where you want them to go. And it's not just about being visible. It's not just about putting as much stuff out there as you can and getting in front of people without any aim or without any purpose at the end of it. It's about creating this bridge and this path from them reading your stuff on social media to comfortably taking the next step. And as I said, maybe they don't want to get on a call. Maybe you could give a link to here's more details. Maybe you could say, you know, send me an emoji if you'd like more details. It's not always that people are going to read it and then get straight on a call. So sometimes we just need a little bit more in our marketing system. It needs to be a little bit more structured, a little more, a few more steps, I'm going to say, for people before they are ready to cross that bridge. Number five, this one is funny because I used to do it and I've seen so many people do it. You're not actually asking for the sale. So many people say no one's buying from me. And then when I audit their content, they're not actually asking. They're not inviting anyone to buy from them. And some people do this for months and months and months. And I'm going to share a story of a client with you who this client's business is run on ads. She does multiple launches for a group program each year, but she wanted one-on-one clients. She was complaining, like, no one ever wants to work one-on-one with me. I feel my group, it's fine. You know, she's got, you know, good revenue coming in, but she's like, you know, I'd love some one-on-one clients and no one ever does. And she was really making it mean something about herself. Like, why don't people want to work with me? Why don't they see me as a good one-on-one coach? And we looked back over her content and she had in, I think it was about three or four months of content, she hadn't once invited people to work with her. She hadn't told them that they could work with her. There was no mention of a one-on-one. There was nothing on her website. There was nothing in her links on social media. There was nothing in her content. And she was, we were just laughing when we looked at it because she was like, okay, no wonder. To her, it's so obvious. She's like, I want one-on-one clients. But she's not actually talking about it and telling people that it's a thing. And when she polled her audience, most of them said, I didn't even know that was an option. I didn't even know I could work with you one-on-one. So actually asking for the sale and telling people how they can work with us, it seems so obvious in our heads, but we need to be explicit with it. We need to talk about it. A confused mind never buys, as they say. So We just need to make sure that people are clear. They know what offer we have. And we actually say to them, you know, this is how you can learn more. You can sign up here. You can book a call here. You can message me for more details. And making sure that we're asking for that sale rather than just saying, oh, this is what I do and leaving it there. Help people to take that next step. And then finally, number six, you could be subconsciously holding yourself back from signing clients. And this is something that I see a lot. So this is more down to the mindset and the energetics. Maybe you are doing all of the things that I've just suggested above. You are consistently doing them. You, you know, ticks in all the boxes. Your marketing's perfect. You're asking for the sale. You've given people permission to hire you. You're really clear in your offer and the transformation. And you're still not signing clients. Quite often as sensitives, we have a but. So we're like, I really want to sign clients. I really want a client. I can't wait to work with clients. But what if they don't get results? Or what if they're not happy with me? Or what if this? Or 
what if I get them on a sales call and I panic? Or what if, what if, and we have all these buts and what ifs, okay? Because consciously, we want clients because we're growing a business and we want to make money and to do that, we want clients. But subconsciously, we're panicking about all of the things that could go wrong. And it's so important to remember that we manifest from our subconscious. And there's a great saying in it's in Carolyn Elliott's book, Existential Kink, which I highly recommend. And it is that as within, so without. And what that means is everything that we feel within whatever's going on inside us will also replicate externally. So we have to get our mindset and our energy to that place that we 100% believe in our offer. We 100% believe in our ability to create this transformation, to solve people's problems. We 100% believe that they will get value, they will be happy, they will enjoy this work and their life will change from it. When we get there energetically, then other people do as well. Because like I say, on the surface, you can be doing all of the surface level things absolutely perfectly. But then if you are actually scared of holding space for clients, you're scared of the results, you're already worried about what if this, what if that, then energetically, you are not going to be calling people in. So really, that's where the inner work, the deeper work comes in. And just remember that as within, so without. So the energy, the thoughts, the feelings that you are having inside about signing clients, not in your brain, but inside energetically, those are the ones that are going to have the biggest effect on whether you actually sign clients or not. So there is my very quick roundup of six reasons potentially that no one is buying your offer and you're not signing clients in the way that you want to. So number one is that you aren't being clear on the transformation you provide or the problem that you solve that maybe got too much vague language in there, maybe talking too much about the process and not the results. Number two is that you are not positioned as an expert or an authority. You've dropped into that friend zone. People kind of like you, but they haven't made that connection that you are the ideal person to help them. Podcast episode number 74, seven ways to give people permission to hire you. Big one for that. Number three is that they haven't seen your offer enough times, whether that's because you've not talked about it enough times, whether it's because of the algorithm, whether it's because, you know, they follow 2000 other people or whatever it is. But remembering that we need to keep talking about our offer so much so that we should be absolutely bored of it, making sure that they see it the number of times they need to be comfortable investing. Number four disjointed marketing where we may be putting out lots of content, but it doesn't lead anywhere. Or we're asking for a big jump from content that's not really helping to sell our services to asking people to get on a call. So making sure that our marketing system is designed in a way that it creates all of those little steps that someone needs to feel safe and taken before they can make an investment in us. Number five, not asking for the sale. Having in your head that you want clients knowing perfectly well what it's all about, but not actually taking that step to say, come and work with me. I'm inviting you to book a call. You can get more details here. You can apply here. You can sign up here. You can message me to to find out all of these things. That's that asking for the sale. It's so, so important because you can be sharing all of the amazingness about your offer, but if you're then not telling people what they need to do next to actually sign up for it, it's kind of a wasted effort. 
And number six, subconscious holding us back, which very, very, very common, especially early days of business, or if we have raised prices or we've put out a new offer that we don't feel we've tested, etc. So knowing that we need to feel within and the way that we want to project outwards to attract people in, we have to be confident in what we are doing. We have to know We have to know that we can get people those results. We have to know that people will get value from working with us because when we slip into that, oh, I'm scared or what if this or or worried about that. So address those fears head on. Get really honest with yourself. What is behind that? Maybe journal on it. See what comes up. Like why? What scares me when I think about signing clients and then journal through those reasons and then do the work around that, making sure that we know that they're just thoughts and beliefs and they're not actual facts. Once we start to step into that, that gives us that power to be like, of course people should sign me. So that is the wrap up. How does that feel? Are you struggling with any of these things and do you need more help? If so, I may have something to support you. I am bringing back my intensive. So I have not run the intensive this year with various things going on, but it is one of my favorite products, which I adore, and it is back. So the intensive itself is a two-hour session with five days of Voxer support, and I can really quickly identify exactly what is preventing people from buying your services, usually within about the first 20 minutes of the intensive. And then the rest of the time, we put together a plan to change that. So it includes Any resources that I have that will help you make more sales. It includes five days of Voxer support straight after so that you've got me on tap as you start taking action and implementing and putting those things in that we have discussed. And it's just a really great way to kickstart, get that audit of your business, see where the gap is, make a plan to change it and start taking the action to get you more clients. So as I said, it's a two hour session with me with five days of Voxer support includes any resources that I have that will be beneficial to your specific position. And it is currently £695 with a payment plan available. So if this sounds like something you would like to learn more about and you would like to tackle anything that I have discussed today to help you make more sales, then you can message me on Instagram at ambitiousintrovert or you can email me hello at emmalouiseparks.com I would love to chat with you, see if this is a good fit. In the meantime, please listen to this again. Please take note of all of the different things. They do all fit together, but they're also separate things. And again, highly, highly recommend if you're not making sales, going back to episode 74 about giving people permission to hire you and start implementing those things too. Thank you for listening. My voice held out. I managed and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.